Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well. Hello. Welcome to Retro Fandango, episode number 209. I'm Kevin, I'm here with my buddy Richard. In this episode, we're going to talk about things, but before we get to things, let's say uh, hello to the Cartridge Club, and uh, congratulations on their new game of the month, Donkey Kong Country 2, Civil War. What's the, what's with the Civil War tagline? That That's the more appropriate tagline isn't it donkey know. kong con- country two as in two countries so it makes me think of <laughs> goodness uh, and that's the it that's all we got bananas that's all we got we don't know uh anyone else who's doing anything yet I mean, i'm sure there'll be a beat the bandy well that that never happens until like a week into the month you gotta drag it out of matt to figure yeah. out what the game's gonna be he's a busy guy How'd you do with the uh, game of the month? You were playing that berserk. Oh, I, I don't know. I got like, I think three thousand points, and Duke got twenty thousand points, and I gave up. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, that, that's not happening. That's how I did. How about you? How'd you do? I never played it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame. I, I was going to, but my I've my emulation station is currently uh, not hooked up, so. Mm. And I do not have a copy of Berserk. It is a fun game. I've played it before. It's good times. Uh, I I did enjoy it. I just didn't have that opportunity to have it set up so I can sit down and you know just jump into it whenever I wanted to. Yeah. All right. I re- I remember the days of uh, Sea Quest. That was really Those were good times. One. Yeah. That Those were good. Times. I, I I probably would have enjoyed this one too. But I. I think uh, Matt admitted to not being very good at Atari games, so I don't know if the next game will be an Atari game. Well, I've recommended to Matt that he should have a puzzle game on the go because that seems to be Duke's Achilles' heel. Give somebody else a chance. Anybody else a chance. Enough of this Atari games and Nintendo games. Give him a first-person shooter. See what he would do with that. (laughs) I don't think either of them understand how how those games work. Well, Duke has said that he's played uh, the ones on the Nintendo 64, but I think that's as far as he's gone, like the old Quake. Oh, he might have played Halo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was a Halo guy, too. Yeah. Mm. There we go. Mm. All right, that's it. That's the house cleaning. Now, just you you and I, we can talk. Right on. What's happening? I'm sleepy. I'm very sleepy. How come? Should be sleepy. Yeah, I didn't sleep well. Were maybe because maybe because I was too uh, too distracted by all thinking I'm going to get another virus from you because you infected me last time with your stinking uh, broken washer disease. <laughs> and then, and I was talking to my wife. I, I was saying, "Ha ha! He had to go out and buy a brand new washer. Our washer's been fine for." Nine years. Mm. And uh, we put a load of laundry in, and suddenly it just started making that 
that that funny noise. It's like the the washer goes, uh, you know, goes both ways. Yep. You go boot, boot as it as it circles around, but then it, we just immediately it went boot, uh -oh. and then it was only going the one way, and then it does the rinse cycle. Yeah. And then uh, it starts going again, and then it it was going normal. It was going like okay, now now mm -hmm. it's kind of working right. But when we heard that that buzz the first time. You're thinking, okay, should we push it? You know, should we keep using it? And then just maybe it'll conk out on us, you know, in the middle of a load. And then what are we going to do? Like pull it all out, stick it in a basket, take it to the coin laundry or whatever. So like, all right, let's just, um, let's just beat it to the punch. Went out to the, to the shop they don't have the the queen bee herb bush whatever uh fancy machine that you got they don't have around here so no herb bush oh come on no we we just got ourselves a, a washing machine what brand? it looks like a big um I, I don't even remember it's not a the Samsung, last one is it? the last one was a, a sharp and that oh. lasted us like nine years really uh, i didn't know sharp made washers I'm sure that all of the brands here in Japan are, are completely different than what you have access to. Probably the style too. Like your washer, do you, it, it it looks like a washer, doesn't it? It's still like washer shaped, or does it have like a, a new modern wacky shape? Most do have that new modern wacky shape. We went out of our way to find one that looks like a washer from when we grew up. Like an older so it, like you go in the top or, or in the front it's the top loader top mm -hmm. loader and has the thing on the top we when were looking you, at those when, photos when, that you posted we were looking at them and they the washers look completely different from, from yeah they, they look like the one we got looks like a trash can that's exactly <laughs> what my daughter said when we brought it home it looks like one of those stand up you know bins that you bring to the curb mm -hmm. and and it's brown 99% of the washers that you see in the show in the store are white. It's like that psychological association of, mm -hmm. you know, clean things, you know, when they do the laundry commercials, they're always hanging white clothes on a clothesline yep. out on a hill somewhere. Yep. The wind's blowing. They, they like making things white for that. And I can understand if it was like a, a sleek jet black, People like a lot of, you know, black appliances, mm -hmm. but brown, it seems like such a dated 1970s yeah. kind of a color for an appliance. That's uh, like my, my Nona had a brown fridge, you know? Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. And I remember it like there used to be avocado used to be big. My parents had a, a yellow stove and fridge. We had, yeah, it was like. I remember appliances that were like cream kind of yellow. Yeah. And uh, I do remember my grandfather had a brown dryer. But I, I thought that stuff was all in the past. And then there was this one. And back. it just it just happened to be the best price for the best uh, um, features that we were looking for. You know, our kids keep getting bigger. So, like, we had a certain size and then... The capacity for this new one is like 50% more, so we can get more laundry done right away. It's super quiet and everything. Brown. 
I hope it lasts. Well, I was wondering if you missed uh, Obi Wan talk. Uh, no, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Uh, we no. Obi-Wan. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything that's going on with Obi Wan. I know what you told me last time. Right, the kid. There's a Baby, princess. Baby Leia. Leia. That's it. Yeah, mm. and it's only six episodes. Really? Yeah, and I only know that through uh, Red Letter Media because they did episode one through four, like a a, a video on episode one through four, and then they're they were going to do an episode four through eight that covered that, but mm-hmm. it only covers five and six because they didn't realize it was only six episodes. They thought it was eight. No, I thought uh, they showed like isn't it like ten to twelve the standard season? Well, apparently. From what I understand, this six episodes of Obi Wan is uh, even too long for what the material that <laughs> you say it was like a ninety-minute movie stretched out into six episodes. Okay, I haven't seen it myself. I really don't care. I'm just I'm off the Star Wars train altogether. I mean, they haven't made a product that I've enjoyed since 1983. I haven't enjoyed a single wait, maybe the Ewoks cartoon. That's about it. But when it comes to the shows and the movies, I don't enjoy them. So what is the point? All I'm gonna do is come on here and complain about it. Who wants to hear that? Since 1983. It hasn't been anything Star Wars that you've liked since 1983. Well, I mean the cart there was the droids cartoon. I like the droids cartoon. Okay. When I was and a kid. I had a bunch I- of comic books. Yeah, tons of merchandise. You don't there like was... their posters? <laughs> no. There was that book that they had. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, that takes place between... See, that was, was okay when I read it 25 years ago or whatever. I still I have it. I, I don't think I have mine anymore. It's one of those things that I thought about getting rid of and then... As I'm bringing the bag to the car, and I was like, all right, maybe I'll hang on to that. And it, it just it doesn't want to stay, but it doesn't want to go. Mm. Mando is awesome, in Kyle's opinion. I I watched the first season, and apparently that's the best. And if it doesn't get better from there, I, I wasn't impressed. And people praise the Clone War shows. I've tried to watch an episode here and there, and I don't know. It's just not for me. I just don't care. I don't care for it. It does nothing for me. I wish it did. I wish I could join in on all the, the happiness and festivities, but uh, what's Sasha here? I think it's to actually see Vader in action. Is that the Obi-Wan show? Because he's on that. He was in action in that um, that Rogue One movie. He sliced yeah. up all them uh, rebels. Yeah, it made for a great clip on online. That's <laughs> like, wow, that's awesome. And then you watch it in the context of that entire slodge fest of a movie. I mean, that movie was just nothing but member berries. It was a member berry movie. Remember this? Remember that? Remember hmm. what those things? Walkers and the Empire and all that. Yeah. Hmm. Glad for all the people who like it. Okay, there we go. Star Wars complaint done. Do we have any Star Trek to complain about? Uh, uh, no, because I've been watching. I've been still poking through the uh, the original series. Yeah, I do. I'm having see a there good old a little, time. There's a Star Trek mention in here somewhere. I yeah, I was gonna get to that later. We can talk about that now if you want. 
Sure, why not? I just I just got to that episode um, Assignment Earth where they mm-hmm. got Gary Seven, you know the the Mission Impossible spy uh, alien technology episode. So for the people who don't know, this right. episode, uh, the Enterprise goes back to the 1960s. And uh, they're, there they're for... just there at the beginning of the episode. They're just right. like, they... yeah, we, we just used the time travel thing and, and we're just checking out history. There was an episode before that where I think they accidentally went back in time, right? And then this time they purposely went they back intentionally. in time? They intentionally. And that's, a, you know, like in first contact when they say like, oh, follow those Borg. How are we going to get home? Right. Ah, we'll just uh, do the thing. <clears throat> we'll do that thing that we're allowed to do in, in special situations. Come on. Sasa's going to, he's going to like this uh, segment. So yeah, they go back to the sixties. Uh, and yeah, there's a, there's a mysterious guy with a cat who has these mysterious powers. Some people Isis say the cat's name. And uh, some people say it's like, uh, he's really a Q of some sort. Um, but he's an alien that's observing. Um, no, no, no. He's not an alien. He is a human from the nineteen sixties. No, that is his time. But he was removed from Earth by uh, a, a race of aliens that were unnamed, and he mentions to Kirk that they are still unknown in Kirk's time. So they're like complete mystery. You don't know anything about them. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he is just, they basically took him aside on their planet, gave him a bunch of information, gave him a bunch of technology, and gave him some missions. And his whole, um, his whole Gary Seven persona and everything is that he, he is going to be stopping these uh, bad events on Earth to make sure that Earth doesn't destroy itself and eventually becomes the paradise that you get in in the uh, utopia right yeah and terry gar plays his uh secretary or assistant that's or right that's yeah. right that's right oh how did i not see that i just watched young frankenstein like two days ago yep how did i not catch that i don't oh. know she's all over that episode Anyways, I, when i was really watching cool. young frankenstein i was like oh wait that's um uh uh, uh his fiance that's uh, I forget her name, Madeline Kahn, Kahn yeah. who played uh, uh, Mrs. White in Clue, okay. amongst, I haven't other seen things, Clue but, yeah. amongst other things. But yep. I was like, I was just, I was like, hey, wait, I recognize her face. How did I, how did I completely miss Terry Gar? So what did you want to say about this episode? Well, I'm- it's just a big coincidence because um, recently I have been poking around on YouTube uh, because some you know, stuff shows up in your feed, and I was, it's something about a backdoor pilot. I was like, "Huh, that's a weird phrase. I don't know what that means." And <laughs> I was, I was watching it. It sounds kind of uh, adventurous. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Yeah, there's all these shows. Like, I didn't know that was the name for the thing because you have your spin-off series from certain shows. You know." Yep. You got uh, Perfect Strangers, and then boom, they created Family Matters, a little spinoff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that there was an actual name for when you use an episode of your existing series to kind of push a new show. You know, cert- suddenly you're, you're watching, and then there's like all these new characters and new locations, and everything is focused on them. 
And as a kid, I was just confused. I didn't understand why they were yeah. these weird characters. As you get older, you realize, well, they're just using their audience and their time slot to try to push a new series. And apparently it's called the backdoor pilot. And I was watching some of these YouTube videos on it of how they, you know, different ones I had never heard of before. Uh, and some that I, I was aware of, for example, there's, there's a YouTube video on these. I, I forget the name of it, but, um, they were talking about all the ones they did on married with children. Cause there were three different ones. And I remember them all. I was like, wow, they just really keep trying to push another series. Um, and I don't think any of them ever worked. Yeah. But then, well, said, yeah, so, then suddenly I got to the, the assignment earth episode of Star Trek. I was like, oh, there's another one. Right. They're everywhere. So the difference is like these were a lot of them were labeled as spin-offs at the time. I remember like especially uh all in the family, it was like the show with the most spin-offs. Mm -hmm. But to me, like a, a real traditional spin-off, there's a character on the show becomes really popular and they decide, wait, hey, we can build a series around this character. And yeah. so then they start a new series while the old series is still on the air, not like Kelsey Grammer and Frazier or better call Saul and breaking bad, you know, not like off on once a series is done and then start. That's sort of, it's, it's sort of the same thing, but to me, like a real spinoff is like character. Well, yeah, popular. There has to on. be something there that you spin off, you know, right. like uh, the character. Yeah. Like you said, the character existed and then, you know, boom, there's Frazier. Now he's but out in Seattle. Doing the way they, another way they would do spinoffs back in the day was like you'd be watching an episode of uh, Growing Pains and Mike Seaver would have to go to the uh, local community uh, gym to get some, I don't know, gym shorts or something like that. And all of a sudden he's meeting all these new characters and all that. And yeah. the show is totally not, Mike Seaver leaves at some point and now all these new characters are the show. It becomes the yeah. show and you're watching it and you're like, what, what's, where's, the dad where's tracy gold where is everybody you're just watching this whole other show and they would do that just it was it'd be an advertisement right for mm -hmm. a new show that they'd be introducing and they would do that on all the family all the time i think the only true spinoff of all the family was jefferson's because that mm -hmm. was like an actual while the show was on and the jefferson's were characters in the show and they spun off onto and i, I george jefferson i mean he only appeared like very like a very few times it was mostly wheezy and and the sun uh they'd be on the show all the time mm -hmm. george jefferson was always just mentioned like as well, they, his... they had uh like his brother would would appear yes. that that was the first appearance of george jefferson and then it turned out that it was his brother that went in and uh because george didn't want to show up in uh in uh, archie's home and apparently they never met him or something like that. If I remember it correctly, I don't know. Well, it was all just to work around because they couldn't get the actor. He was just busy with something else. Sherman Hemsley? Sherman Hemsley, yeah. yeah. Like okay. it was a scheduling conflict. They couldn't get him on. So they were just they would tease his character until he became available. Yeah, Mary Tyler Moore. Um, Kyle is right. Mary I wouldn't say every character, but there was a spin-off there was two spin-offs of that. Phyllis got her own show and uh Rhoda got her own show. Mm -hmm. Mork and Mindy started out on Happy Days. Yeah. See now them. those are backdoor. 
like yeah that's just like we have some new we want to try something new we've got an audience we've got a little money to build a set or something and like let's let's just that's that's the best example because the true spinoff of happy days was Joni loves chachi that was Mm -hmm. a real spinoff yeah but they had the balls to to say that Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff of Happy Days because Laverne and Shirley did show up as characters on Happy Days, but it made zero yeah. sense because Happy Days took place in the 50s and Laverne and Shirley took place <laughs> in the 70s. Made zero older. sense, but they, they didn't care. Older. And they were they, they would also it would be well, they were on a they were on a date with Richie and uh right. and somebody else, and yeah. then so the, obviously they're in their teens. But by the time they're on Laverne and Shirley, they're they're grown, independent mm-hmm. women. What did we say? Laverne and Shirley cough. What's going on here? I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, it's, it it was, must be a I, Simpsons reference, right? Both in Milwaukee? Okay. Hmm. Must be a Simpsons. All right. Um, damn it, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because I never knew the names of these. And now it's kind of fun to uh, see all the different ones that uh, showed up over the years in different, sit- especially sitcoms. Sitcoms are really big on this. Yeah. And it's funny, like we watched um, when we were watching WKRP, like there, here's another example where you could tell that they were trying to do a spinoff. Um, I, already, I don't know if this episode even actually aired during syndication because i don't even remember it but it was on the dvds and um you know every episode of wkrp pretty much takes place at the radio station you'd have a few episodes that might take place somewhat at jennifer's apartment but this one was uh they went to jennifer jennifer was moving into a new neighborhood and the gang all helped because that's what everybody who you work with comes and helps you move uh, all comes and helps her move and uh, then everybody leaves and it's just Jennifer with her entire, like all the people in the neighborhood. And you could tell like this was an attempt to maybe start a spinoff. Yeah. Like, let's test these characters, see how well they do. That that was the other point too, right? Like they would try mm-hmm. to, they would take like a Laverne and Shirley, put them in a popular time slot, see if people like them. And if they did, then they might start. They get the okay to start a new show or something. Yeah, like I that. mean, if you've got the audience built in, then you know people are tuning in to see this. Kyle is 100% right. Lou Grant did have his own show. It wasn't a spinoff uh, during the Mary Tyler Moore show run. It was after. Um, but that, that's a funny... Um, uh, that he, for, for a while there, Ed Asner, uh, because Mary Tyler Moore show was a comedy, and the Lou Grant show which was the spinoff was a drama. And for the longest time, he was the only guy Ed Asner was the only guy to win an Emmy in a comedy and in a drama playing the same character. And hmm. uh, someone, someone else did it since I can't remember who it was one on one of the more newer shows. And I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that's right. Retro Fandango is kind of a cartridge club spinoff. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. There was one that um, I gotta find the video, but there was one that was a spin-off, an attempted backdoor pilot uh, off Chips, that was like Karate Cops or something. Oh, 
I watched that video. Yeah, it's just uh, they got the the chips guys there for like a minute, and then it yep. goes to this like secret uh, society part of the police force, and they're all ninjas. And yeah, <laughs> it there's a, weird stuff. There's an episode of Dukes of Hazard that because Enos had his own show. That's a funny thing too. Is a lot of these shows that they tried to spin off just didn't work, right? Right. And uh, Duke, Enos was off the show for a year because he was doing his own show called enos and it was about enos going to la and it was like a fish out of water story but there's an episode of dukes of hazard where daisy drops him off at the airport in the general lee because you got to have mm -hmm. the general lee there makes no sense why they would bring that thing to you him. wouldn't know what show you're watching if it didn't no, show I guess not. <laughs> and daisy says okay goodbye enos and he flies over and he solves a crime with his his new buddies in the this is an episode of Dukes of Hazard. There's no jumping around in the Georgia or anything. They Enos in LA. There you go. Those are, those are yeah. good times. Yeah, there was one on on Married with Children because uh, you know the um, the actor who plays Steve. That character left the show, and then they brought in uh, Jefferson Darcy after a while. And then occasionally Steve would come back. He'd do like a random episode here or there. I remember and that. There was, there was one where it was. Um, he was uh, working at a college and they were doing like a radio show. And I kind of got excited when I saw that as a kid. It was like, oh, Steve, they're going to bring Steve back. They're going to give Steve something to do. And then yeah, didn't no. work. Yeah. Which means like the guy was, you know, he left the show, but he was kind of regretting it or, or, you know, would come back. I, I got to get the, uh, the whole story on why he left because he yeah. still remained friendly with the show. And, yeah. Might be the Tasha Yar thing. Immediate regret. Yeah, because he he did it for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Need to get the behind the scenes on the DVD. You know, I didn't know that um, they there's well, it was unaired, but now on YouTube you can find it. You can see the original Bud and Kelly because they had shot a, a pilot with different actors. Oh yeah. And yeah, well, you can see why they replaced them, but. I'm guessing. Uh, I don't even know if that's on the DVDs and stuff. Mm, Sauce coming in with a hot take here says Jefferson was better than Steve. He was appropriate for the tone of the show at the time. I like them both. I, I think okay. Steve made sense at at the beginning because it was supposed to be more of a traditional sitcom, even though it was turned on its head. So they needed the traditional sitcom family to live next door. And then things went bonkers. And then by the time they had Jefferson, they had all these uh, wacky things. I like them both. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I just hate to see when characters leave a show, but it is, it is difficult, especially when you're a child. Yeah. Like that guy. Why is he leaving? Yeah. Why would you leave that plum job? But sometimes mm -hmm. it works. Like in MASH and in Cheers, you get longevity, you know? Yeah. All right, what's uh, what's the Walker about? Oh, that, that's an interesting one. Um, there's a big road down, uh, you know, over there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, when I need to drive somewhere, I, I drive on that road. On the road, It's, it's okay. like the main road that goes through here. Yeah. It's very, very frequently traveled. And, you know, just driving up and down that road pretty much every day, uh, you know, you, you look around, you see people. 
and see people. And just over time, my wife and I noticed there's this guy. There's this one guy who's always walking down that road. And he's very distinct. He's he's like a, a skinny guy, a little older, very slim. Hair's very dark, as if he dyes it. And he's got a mustache. He's got, he's got a nice mustache. Very few people around here have mustaches. So I noticed him. I was like, oh, there's that guy. You know, some other time, there's that guy again. There's that guy. He's always walking down this road. And uh, just over time, we've we've kind of, we started spotting him. Like, where's Waldo? I was like, there he is again. There he is again. He's always walking down this one main road. And then uh, uh, some time ago, my wife was uh, in, in what we refer to as the city, the area down by the castle. And she saw him in the city. He's like, oh, there he is. There he is. There's that guy. And so now it's kind of a game. We just point him out. And, and we have to tell each other, like, I saw the guy again today. And I, I've since then I've become, I've started calling him Walker. And uh, the other day I was meeting my wife uh, yesterday uh, in the city. And I, I drove out there. And then I was walking towards the meter and I saw the guy, I saw Walker walking. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow this guy and see where he goes. Cause oh I just, <laughs> I need to know why this guy's <laughs> always walking down this road. Cause it's amazing because he walks from, from our area walking to the city is about a 30 minute walk. And I don't know where he starts and I don't know where he finishes. So I saw him and I started following him, not creepy or anything, not, not in a weird way. But he was going round about the same direction I was going. So I figured, all right, I'll just, trail him and he went into a store and I, I, I went through and then he ended up going out of that building and I, and I went out and and then he did the thing i don't know if you realized i was following him but he did the thing where he was walking and then he stops and then just kind of like looks around almost as if he's you know just using his peripherals to check and see so i don't know if he caught me uh following him so i had to you know just continue past yeah, and then, and then go to my destination. I think we went to the same building, though. No, oh. he did, he went to a different uh, entrance, and uh, I don't know. It's just a little game <laughs> I have now of uh, trying to figure out about this guy. I had someone tail me home once. Really? Yep. It kind of it kind of freaked me out, and that when I think about it, it was stupid that I actually drove all the way home. I should have stopped in a parking lot or something. But right, yeah. I was out, I was driving on the highway and I got off the highway and from the highway to my house. It's about 15 minutes and, uh, you know, car behind me on the highway, no big deal. Um, and I drive the speed limit cause uh, gas is expensive and I'm in no hurry. So, yeah. and there's two lanes on, on Stouffville road. So if they want people want to pass me, then go right ahead. And normally people do, but this guy stayed right behind me all the way down Stouffville road. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that was interesting and then uh he followed continued to follow me all the way through downtown that was interesting and then i i you know drove off where you know my turn off is and he followed me there and then he's like i'm snaking my way to my house and he followed me all the way and i'm like what is this guy doing so i get in the the driveway and the guy comes comes out and i have a big dent in the back of my Honda fit. I, I backed into a fence years ago. Mm -hmm. It was a wooden fence and there was a piece sticking out and I couldn't see it from my line of vision. So when I backed up the piece sticking out hit me, 
and he's like a auto body guy and and this is like right when the pandemic had just started too right so there was a whole thing about germs and the whole bit and i'm just like trying to stay away and i'm like what what do you want he's like oh that you know that dent on the back of your i can i can fix that up i can really fix that up i'm like okay well you know it doesn't really bother me i don't care it's just a vanity thing at this point so he's like oh i can make it look really nice and i can fix it up you know and i said well the the back hatch doesn't work on it he's like well that's going to be a problem i'm like it's not going to be a problem for me because i'm not looking to get it fixed and uh so eventually i'm like okay well how much are we taught like how much are you charging for this thing and then i'm thinking in my head like you know 25 50 bucks and he came up with like i don't know four or five hundred dollars i'm like all right buddy uh good talking to you you can go you can leave now <laughs> Hope you enjoyed burning the gas together. Yeah, all the way from there to, I mean, this is like the equivalent of the the uh, ambulance chasing lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> he pretty just, much. He just follows people with damaged cars. Yeah, hoping that he can uh, give them a business card. Uh, let's see. Kyle says uh, all Bill shows are STC spinoffs. That's true. Mm. And uh, mm. this guy, the Walker, refers to Vox as a <laughs> Yeah, I was going to make stalker. that joke. I thought it was pretty <laughs> obvious. Uh, that's that's going to be our Fandango spinoff. I thought the guy was looking for Kevin's Italian cousin. Oh, man. there's I, I ran into a whole bunch of them this weekend. Had a big mm. uh, big family get-together this weekend. Really? Yep. Drove up to Sudbury. And first time I saw everybody in years, like before the pandemic. And that was good times. Well, sort of. Hate I mean, around was, other people. Yeah. Well, it was it was kind of a half funeral kind of thing, so no. it was under. Yeah, it was a little little sad, but you know, it's mm -hmm. still nice to see everybody. So, huh. it's good. It was good. All right. I haven't looked at the outline. What else you been up to? Uh, nothing. It's all you, baby. No. Uh, you got uh, Duke and Chris. You want to say yeah, something? Yeah. Well, they. Uh... They had their meetup, and uh, I saw a bunch of photos. I saw like oh. cheese steaks and uh, and, mm. and and pickups, and thrift stores, and all that stuff. Was what like, was hey. your take on the cheese steaks? Did they say? I I didn't get it. I haven't listened to the most recent episode. That's the one uh, they recorded together in uh, oh in, in the retro room. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I imagine all the details are in there. Okay. Well, I'll have to. I haven't been on the social media lately because I've been a little preoccupied with the. Uh, I've been off. This has been a vacation week for me. So, you know, when you're out of the routine, you kind of forget about social media a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I forget about it for weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Make All sure right. you check out our Discord. Yep. It's uh, it's there. Collecting, it's collecting dust over there, so <laughs> I want to give it a little, little help. Okay, so what's the box official museum of interesting things? Uh that if you had listened to the previous retro nonsense, they were talking about their fantasy museums. Did you hear yes. that episode? I did not right. hear that episode, but I know of it. All right, so I, I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, okay. And immediately my brain starts going, okay, well, wait, do, do I want to listen to this, or do I want to make my own list? And then I start, you know, I paused it. I was like, okay, yeah, I would have this, I would have this. And, of course, I'm thinking in terms of 
what it sounded like the description of like you could have items and i was like okay i'd have this item and, and this item and this item and then i start listening to the uh the podcast and then suddenly it, again their rules just change remember when they did their favorite <laughs> cartoons and and yes. Duke's like oh yeah um, bugs bunny and <laughs> yeah. and mighty mouse and tom and jerry and looney tunes and and all of disney and yeah, that's my number two all my of favorite those. cartoon is everything done before 1965 that's yeah I, and then uh, my number one cartoon is peewee's playhouse right yes <laughs> right so of course this one I'm thinking like okay you'd have the Batmobile and then and then their rules are oh no no I'll take the entire Bat Cave everything that's in there so that that's that's my selection okay well I'll take all so of like, Disney then. yeah Why I'll not? just take a whole big thing <laughs> which I, uh, I maybe I misinterpreted the rules I don't know but suddenly I was because you know I had like a Batmobile on my list I was, no. Mm -hmm. So what what Every. were the rules? Because I, I had not listened to it. What? It was just uh, remember when the Narc podcast would do their um, uh, what's that thing in the sports that they that they do? What's the thing with the sports when they choose players? Draft, oh, draft. The, the draft, okay. right? Right, right. Narc yeah. podcast did those like oh I would get this game you know or they would do movies like I'd get this movie I'd get that movie. Gotcha. Uh, so their, their museum exhibits are, they would have these things on display. Chris has a museum out in California. Duke has one out in Maryland. And then they're like, uh, who's, whose museum are you going to go to? Who's got the better exhibits? What up, Dane? Dane Lasagna in the house. In the house. So there was a lot of Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars in there. And then uh, uh, Smalian and stuff like that, you know, hmm. pick, pick so your they... stuff recreated uh a star wars museum with the bat cave and a little bit of alien i don't remember if the bat cave actually got in there but that's mm. the example i threw out um but yeah you just you have a thing but you have an exhibit you know you build the, the rest of the thing around it so you can have as much of that thing as you can get because they're playing with fake money so they can get whatever they want okay and so yeah, I was I was gonna put together my own, I forget what I called it, uh, the Vox Official Museum of Interesting Things. And it's a catchy I, title. Yes. Pops. It pops. Yeah. There's there's a joke in there if anyone wants to search for it. But uh, <laughs> if if uh, I've only got one exhibit so far, but it's completely interactive. The Batmobile. That's no, you remember oh. uh, there's a little film called uh, The Big Lebowski? Yes. Yes. Well, we have The Dude's Rug. Oh. We've got The Dude's Rug. Nice. And it's right there on the floor. And as mm -hmm. you pass by, you are encouraged, welcomed to uh, pee on it. It's completely wow. interactive. I was going to ask if there was a pee stain on it, but apparently it'll be covered in pee. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll set it up nicely on a, a graded floor. Mm -hmm. And uh, there you Just go. Pee. Just pee all over it. Oh. Maybe we'll have the, the, the printer from Office Space. You can stand out in a field. <laughs> That'd be cool. With a baseball bat. I have no idea what I'd put in my museum. I, I don't well, you, I don't... you can't have any of the things that they picked. 
What they did picked, they pick? I guess I have. To they picked all stuff. the stuff. All the uh, uh, you know, they got like Millennium Falcons and Darth Vader's and yeah, they could keep that and um, Han Solos and Ewoks and Chewbacons and all that stuff. You know what? It doesn't sound like a very good museum. So I think I'd be okay. I think Many years ago, I actually did go to a Star Wars exhibit, and they had all the original props, and that was neat. Yeah, I was surprised at how how tattered and worn Han Solo's belt looked. I was like, that doesn't look like nice at all. That just looks like <laughs> some belt. I was like, yeah, it's amazing how good these things look on screen when it's it's just a real thing, you know? Yeah, it gets worn and tattered. Yeah. Well, um, I've of course I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad, and mm -hmm. uh, one one of the nice things are is the wardrobe in those shows because they really make the clothes look lived in. You know, you can tell the show is really cheap when all the characters are wearing just like clean pressed shows because you know they yeah. just got the wardrobe in what's going to fit this character, and off they go right. Whereas like you know Mike wears a leather jacket and it is like worn in like even if it's they're just like you know wearing it in with their hands or whatever just to make it but they take that extra little step mm -hmm. just to make it even their vehicles that they they choose for every character it's just really like mike isn't driving around in a you know a mercedes-benz or anything like that even though he makes the money too but that's not what a hitman that's not his would. profile yeah exactly so he always drives around an old chrysler or an old buick when his chrysler gets totaled so yeah, really I think cool. about uh, there was um, in the Indiana Jones commentaries behind the scenes, whatever. There's the the costume designer from Raiders, and she talks about how you know his leather jacket. She took like some steel wool, and she was sitting there just like you know roughing yeah. it up, make it look yeah. like this guy's been around the world a few times, right, right, that kind of thing. And then I think about it all the time. If I ever, I don't watch a lot of the television around here, but occasionally some uh, drama comes on and Japanese television is extremely strange where the lighting is terrible. Everything is like soap opera lighting apparently because the elderly community complains, they can't see things. So oh. they, <laughs> they, they, you know, make things lit really terribly. And a lot of times their costumes, it's just what you said. It looks brand new. Like, yeah. It looks like we can't mess this up. You have to wear it in every scene. You know, be very, very careful. Or it not even mess it up. Brand because yeah. it's rented and we have to give it back to the Yeah, wardrobe. yeah. Like, well, so this is studio property. Show. They're going to use it in 17 other shows. And, yeah. you know, so everything looks terrible, yeah. which is a, a real shock because just recently I just turned on the TV and there was some old like samurai drama from 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I'm looking at it and I was like, this looks great. This this looks like Bonanza, you know, just with samurai instead of cowboys. Yeah. And and my wife was like, yeah, you know, it really does look good compared to the stuff now. It's like they, they used to make it look real. You know, they, they look like they were out in the dirt walking around. Right. Yeah. Right. Eh. So come to my museum. Okay. I think I'd go to yours. I definitely want to see the Batmobile. and uh, I'll have a Batmobile. I'll have the entire Batcave. I definitely and I'll have Burt Ward. <laughs> you can probably get him. <laughs> yeah, he'll just be sitting there. 
I'm, I'm, I don't know he'll, if he... he'll dust the furniture <laughs> every night. Uh, have you been playing any video games lately? No, why would I? I have because I've been on holiday and I've been kind of messing around. And then the big Steam sale uh, happened. I and... missed that. I, I, I had been ignoring it completely. And then uh, I clicked on something. I was like, oh, summer sale. That's right. Summer. Still going. You Is haven't it? missed it yet. Yes, okay. it's still going. So I, uh, uh, I had they have like this recommended game thing now that you know you can go on and it'll look at your Steam list and the hours you put into certain games and it'll recommend uh, some games. So one of the games it recommended was um, a game called Eighties Overdrive, and it is um, a not a spiritual successor. It basically it's outrun. It's the old Sega outrun. Okay. Um, but you know, they did it with, you know, it's some independent developer or whatever that basically took that formula and you could play it totally like outrun. If you, if you want where, you know, you're choosing which way to go and all that. And there's a time, at, you know, basically got to run out the clock, you know, and see how far you can make it kind of thing. Choose your path. But they also have a, a really well fleshed out, campaign um where you uh, can buy you know better cars can get a you know you you basically earn money every time you race and you can put that money into uh, a better engine better steering and better bumpers so any every time you crash you uh it costs you to re repair your car um so the better bumpers you have the less damage your car uh, will take and uh yeah it was it's I, I actually played through the whole thing. I don't think it took me very long. I think it was about a five-hour game or something like that. And, um, you know, just zipped through that campaign. It was, it was uh, good times. The uh, the end boss in it was interesting, though, because the end boss um, totally can overtake you. He's got this uh, powerful car that you can't even keep up with. And if he gets past you, it's, so basically you have to keep, like, if he comes up behind you, you have to, like, stay in front of him. Basically, and if he gets past you, that's it. It's it's done. So it took me a couple tries, but I got him to to stay behind me, and I was able to beat that game. Hmm. So I, I recommend I like the that. visual. I like the visual. It kind of looks like a point and click '90s game. It, it's not. It is. Um, it is Outrun. It plays totally right, like right, Outrun. right. It looks like Outrun, but just the like the still images. They look like like a LucasArts point and click. Well, uh, all the style, the, all the racers, you know, their profiles are all taken from eighties people. Like if you look, there's a Marty McFly in there. There's uh Tom Selleck. There's Mr. T, Cindy yeah. Lauper, um, the, the woman from um, Beverly Hills cop two, I think is in there or something. I don't know. It's, it's that's a, uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 uh red Sonia. What's yeah, I think I think she's in there. Oh gosh, this is gonna bug me now. What's her name? Bridget Nils Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, it was it's and it was only like a buck something on Steam. I saw that it's on the Switch as well, so it's probably like eighty five dollars on the Switch <laughs> with uh, you know DRM that whole bit, you know. The whole the whole uh, Nintendo thing uh, probably runs at you know twenty three frames per second. 
because it does have 16-bit graphics. So I don't know if the Switch can keep up with that. What is um, Marlo Briggs? Oh, yeah, I bought you a game. You bought me a game? Yep. It should, it's, uh, should be on your Steam. It's on so my Steam? What I, yeah. So it should be on your Steam. So what I tried to buy you was uh, Far Cry Red Dragon. Blood Dragon, sorry. Far Cry Blood Dragon. Because our pal Kyle bought me that game. Um. Do you want to you want to hear an interesting story about Far Cry Blood Dragon? Yeah, it's not available in Japan. We know. This oh, story. okay. I was gonna I was gonna say that that is the first episode of the All Gen Gamers that I ever listened to. It had something. The title was something like Blood Dragon something, and then it it started me to go. Oh, I'm gonna go back and listen. All of these, <laughs> and that was like right near the end too. And yeah, there, and I was like, "Oh, they, oh great, they quit. Why did yeah. I do this?" Well, we've talked about Far Cry Blood Dragon, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon before, which is like a spinoff of Far Cry Three, um, but it it's got this whole '80s aesthetic. Michael Bean from the Terminator mm-hmm. uh, is uh, plays the voices the main character, and it has all like this all 80s references throughout the whole thing it's all tongue-in-cheek um that at one point you're um infiltrating uh one of the bases with your with your friend uh who of course you know he's he's the the black friend so of course he's going to die because that's what happens in every 80s uh, movie but he's got the smarts so you're like shooting the bad guys while he does the smarts thing on the on the console to shut them down and uh he's like you know, he's saying to Michael Bean, I don't think I'm going to make it. I want you to tell my family that I died for my country. And Michael Bean says, no, you're going to tell them yourself. Mm-hmm. Just stupid stuff like that. It sounds right, but it isn't quite right. Um, and then, the, you know, there's these big blood dragons on this on this island uh, that you have to you can basically use them to help you infiltrate bases or you can fight them or whatever. There's all a bunch of different ways to play. It's like a far cry game where there's a base. You can go in either stealth. You can go in guns blazing. You can shut down their shield. So it lets a blood dragon in and the blood dragon does the work uh, for you. It's uh it's good. It's a good game. Um, so I had played it before a long time ago on the PlayStation three. I think I, it was one of their, playstation plus games um but I, d- I don't have playstation plus anymore and uh i saw it on sale there on steam and i'm like i'll put that in my on my wish list to think about buying later and then of course kyle went ahead and bought it for me the jerk because uh, i i want to pay jerk. him back i'm like oh thank you kyle i'm gonna go and pay you back and this happened to me before with kyle i go over to his steam and he's got no games on his wish list nope it's a shot and in the dark. I the last time this happened, I said, "Screw it, I'm going to buy him a game." Anyways, I'm going to get him Broforce because that is a good game, and I think That's he would really like it. Game. And I gave it to him, and he's like, "Oh, thank you. I already have this, but thank you anyways." He had it on some other platform, not on Steam. Yeah, and I'm like, "I'm not doing it again." So, Kyle, you got to put something on your wish list so I can pay you back because I would really like to. Anyways, 
so I'm back in uh, Blood Dragon and I'm I'm playing that mm. again. And then I tried to buy that for you. So I'm like, Richard really needs to play this game. And I remember you bought me a game. So I'm like, maybe I can. I remember you saying it wasn't available in your area, but maybe I can buy it for you. And then that'll like, because I got it for you, it'll work in your area. But I went in and right away it said, you're trying to buy this game for a person who doesn't live in an area that can play it. You're just wasting your money you're wasting your time i thought you said i thought you were gonna say you're trying to buy a game for a person who's not gonna play it <laughs> well, that, too. that too i think you would have fun at least with the uh the opening credits and uh a little bit of it anyways because it is a little bit open world but it's a very small map it's not like too much mm-hmm. i find i find it well thank you very much i appreciate the thought so and that didn't work. So then I ended up getting you Marlo Briggs instead, which is a game I bought for myself as well. So that is it's a hack and slash in the vein of uh, God of War, but again, it's all in this '80s aesthetic where you know it's all tongue in cheek '80s uh, stuff, where the guy gets like impaled with a, a sword, and the sword has some sort of magic power that brings him back to life, and now he can you know has all these kung fu moves and everything and uh he can beat up it's not a great game you know it's not a a well um flushed out game like the god of war the original god of war games uh, are um polished i guess Uh, it's not as polished but it's still fun and it's got that it's short i think it's only five hours five six hours to play it you're hitting all the beats there short yeah (laughs) and uh it was it was only a it was only a buck, so what the heck? Uh, what well, the heck? thank you very much. I um, I'm not entirely sure that it went through because I don't see it, but uh, oh. I do believe you. I, I don't know how to check my. Uh, my it should come things. up. Then maybe it's in, uh, you know, that green box up top that says there's stuff in your inventory. A uh, little, uh, the little envelope. Yeah, it might be in there. I don't mm. know. I got zeros here. Maybe it didn't. Oh, no, work. I'll look through it. I'll look through Maybe it. Maybe it didn't work. I don't know. But, All right. But thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Kyle says, "Blood Dragon is recommended, even if you're not into shooters." And yeah, I agree with that. I, that that's a big series, though. Why would that not be available here? I don't know. Far I don't know if it has... Cry. There's, there's a whole bunch of Far Cry stuff coming up. Far Cry Five, Far Cry Four, Far Cry New Dawn, Primal Three, Up and No Blood. I don't know. <laughs> Or do you have to have like a. Oh, yeah, it's here. Am I in Japan still? uh... (laughs) You're in Japan? No, like, I mean, uh, my my, my, uh, account. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, that comes up here. I don't know. It might. uh... Oh, look at this. Here we go. By Far Far Cry 3. I can't say that. Uh, the title I have is Blood Dragon Japan. There must be some changes in it then. They they might have changed a few things. And maybe they thought, oh, nobody's going to get all these 80s references. Let's just completely change the story. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I I don't know. Because those 80s movies are pretty big in Japan, I think. Could be, I don't know. Or maybe, um, is it a very violent, gory game? Sort of like you're fighting mostly cyborgs and you rip their hearts out as currency. 
And you could throw the hearts to distract the blood dragon. I don't know. I'm watching the trailer here, and the guys like it looks 80s, and there's dinosaurs, and the guys flipping the bird and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's totally the game. Yeah. yeah. And the and so you play a cyborg, and the entire game you play through like these scan lines, right? Because the way you would look, you would see is through your robotic eye. So of course there has to be scan lines. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Here, let's see. Far. Cry Blood Dragon Japan differences. This is what people tune in for. Well, listen to Richard search yeah. things on Google. And I'm not getting any immediate answers right away. So abort. I, abort. There we go. I don't okay. know. I don't know why. They, that, I don't know. That, I don't know. I do not know. Like, there's things. no, I, I don't think there's any like, like nothing is is, um, like commercial. Like, there's no our um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, there's no music that's copyright or copyright or, or anything. I don't know. There, there might yeah. be some small change. It could be something very, very minor, but yeah. uh, because the music in it is know. very. Like, like you, you'll be going around and you'll hear like music that's very like much like the thing, like John Carpenter's The Thing, mm -hmm. or like it's all done in that style, you know. And then there's just a whole bunch of, like Terminator. You kind of get like Terminator music sometimes, you know. I don't think it's the actual song, so I think they're all like sound alikes. But whatever. So there you go. Whatevs. It could be one of those things like how they had to change the name of the uh, Mega Drive to the Genesis because locally there was something. Yeah. So maybe there's like something in there that it's like, whoa, but we got something here that's like this. And uh, well, what about the title Blood Dragon? Like, is that a bad thing in Japan? Because Japan they yeah. like dragons, right? I don't think so. Mm. I don't know. It could just be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm right. just a simple caveman. <laughs> what? What's uh, 300 versus glory? This is not a fair fight for 300, let me tell you. It is not, no. Because uh, I, I saw 300 years ago, and I was like, ah, I, I was expecting more. All the hype this movie gets and everything. I was like, I thought this was going to be better. And, you know, I kind of sat on it, and then... All right, let me try it again. Let, let me sit down and watch this thing with a fresh set of eyes. Now knowing what it is and not having super high expectations and just looking for entertainment. You know, I'm not looking for anything great. Just isn't entertaining. I sat down and I watched that movie again. Only like two hours of it. Man, it's still boring. Is it? That, <laughs> that movie is boring. <laughs> It's got a couple of like, yeah, all right, that's an iconic scene, whatever. I remember seeing that on the trailer and people like saying that this is Sparta line and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. You know, but it's pretty boring. Even the action is boring. Mm. It's all that swirly twirly spin around and zoom in and slow down and start up and all that. It, I don't know. The whole movie is just, we're great warriors. Let's fight. And we're going to give our lives. And that's what happens. There's no twists. There's no turns. It's just another, all right, here's another fight scene. 
characters don't change or grow or learn anything. It's just, we're awesome. We're going to be awesome fighters. And they, they fight and, and it's over. Ross is with you. He doesn't like this movie either. Yeah, it's it's not a terrible movie. It's ter- perfectly watchable. There's just nothing there. I don't really remember that much of it. I only watched it the one time. I picked up the Blu-ray for dirt cheap, and I haven't watched it again. Yeah, it's not great. I saw the um, the sequel, and that wasn't great either. I couldn't even tell you anything about oh, that one. Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, I don't think. That but it, like, it's I I can't say it's worse. It, it's just more of the same. So is if that, anything, is that, the second one's a little bit more interesting because they got boats. Is that Smash a Zack Snyder movie or who did that one? Zack Snyder directed this first one, and he just produced the second one. Hmm. Um, but man, it's just for what it is, and they they go into all the. We Spartans are taught to ignore pain and, and all this and everything. And and then the first fight, the you know, guy gets a scratch on his arm and he goes, ah, and then he like, <laughs> you know, angrily, you know, attacks the guy. It's like, I, I thought you're supposed to ignore that stuff. But you're like happy to die in battle. <clears throat> I don't know. It's not a great movie. And even the visuals aren't too impressive nowadays. Like, is so much green screen mm. and it kind of looks like green screen now. Uh, but then uh, the next day I was watching glory, which also has hundreds of, you know, soldiers on either side. And then they, you know, do some distance fighting and then they get all close and smash into each other. And uh, that fight scenes in that are great. There's like no competition They They yeah. actually had hundreds and hundreds of people in costume, you know, and, and when they're fighting, it feels real. There's people that are in danger and people getting killed and, and they're hurt and they're not, they're scared and, but they're determined. And, you know, it's like no contest here. No. 300 is way overrated. Yeah. I got That's you. it. I just wanted to complain right. about, <laughs> I, I don't think there is a Zack Snyder movie that I enjoy. I thought, I thought I enjoyed 300 at least a little bit, but now it's like, no, don't. What else? I, what else has Zack Snyder done? He's done the uh, all Justice those DC League. Justice League, like Justice League, the the one we watched that longer one, the the Snyder cut, which mm-hmm. is better than the, uh, the theatrical one, but still not, still not there as as a as a finished film. Uh, he did Watchmen. I, I know I saw that. Right. And I remember thinking, all right, it's pretty good. I'd rather read the comic book. I haven't sat down to watch it again. Oh, he did Sucker Punch. That was garbage. Punch. I couldn't finish that. He did Army the... Army of the Dead. That was garbage, too. Army of the Dead Las Vegas? Was that any good? <laughs> And it's Doesn't not Las Vegas, it's Lost Vegas. Is that like a sequel? I don't know. A TV series. Hmm. Rebel Moon, The Fountainhead. These are all announced. Okay. So he, Justin, he likes the visual of like the look, look how great this is. Well, there's nothing there. Snyder cut of that stupid Justice League movie was absolute pretentious BS. Four mm-hmm. by three, my arse. 
All right. Well, he's done. Well, he did do the video ZZ Top's World of Swirl. He did that music video back in 1994. So, is that what got him into uh, doing <laughs> movies? Uh, well, there was a trend there for for a while where they were taking guys that did music videos and gave them like a stab at doing directing. There's yeah. a whole sleuth of them, and I guess he fell into one of them. Um, but there's a big gap between when he did music videos and then he directed Dawn of the Dead in 2004. I did see that one. I know, I know that one. That, that's but, probably that was that wasn't that's probably more watchable than 300. With 300 and Watchmen, those were I guess the ones that put him on the map, and then DC yeah, said, "All right, yeah. let's give you Superman, let's give you Batman, let's give you the Justice League." He did a whole bunch of comic book stuff. And speaking yeah. of Justice League, I don't even know if you want to talk about this, but what's with that guy that plays the the Flash? I can't remember his name. He's got like some weird. Ezra something, something or other. Um, I don't know the full story, but I see the headlines. Like, he's some kind of whack job or something now. Yeah, he's, like he's a pedophile or something. I don't know. I, like, I didn't hear to, that part. I don't know. Well, he, All I know is that anytime they like one of those headline clickbait thing comes up and he's always yeah. dressed all weird, like he's like doing costumes or, or something. Well, Sarah asked me who he was, and I'm like, I have no idea. And then I had to look him up, and I'm like, oh, the, the Flash guy. That So that annoying guy is an arse in real life, I guess. I don't know. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. Allegedly an arse. I, I really don't know anything about him. Yeah. I don't click on them. Well, for what me, I did. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say what I did click on is just last night, Cult of Chucky. Uh, became available on on my oh, Netflix. Nice. So I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna watch that," and I enjoyed it. I, cool. It's a, it's a little sloppy, but yeah, it was fun and creative. A lot of interesting visuals in that movie. A lot of uh, interesting color choices. Lots of pseudo black and white. You know, sterile environment of of the the clinic, the hospital she's in, and then other scenes are very warm. Uh, you know, lots of creative shots, you know, interesting things. Oh, yeah. Kyle says he thinks that that guy is also in the Fantastic Beast movies. I did see that. I don't know what a Fantastic Beast movie is. That's the Harry I... Potter spinoff. Okay. There's the Harry Potters, and then there's um, J.K. Rowling. She wrote this book, like, Fantastic Beasts, which is set in the Harry Potter world, like all the weird magic monsters. Okay, it. and then they made movies out of it. I haven't seen okay. them, but I know what they are. Well, I, I imagine your daughters might be into all that stuff. Is that there? Uh, I think maybe they saw one of them the movies. I don't know. They like dragons and stuff. It was fun. Well, there you go. Um, for me, all I've been doing is watching Breaking Bad. Nothing else. For the past two weeks, just trying to plow through that series. We're on the final almost the final half of the last season did you get when is the episode where um uh jesse's buddies um what what uh the so animal skinny name pete. skinny pete and and i i know this i know this badger badger yeah badger which is the one where they're sitting around and and 
they're they're talking about the Star Trek episode that they wrote. Yes, is that bra- is that Breaking Bad or is that Better yeah. Call Saul? It's Breaking Bad. Well, Breaking right? Bad, and I believe that's the end. Is it? Or, now, now I'm getting confused. Well, I know. Is that when they have their they have like the the captain's chairs? No, they don't have that yet. Okay, so no, yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I, I was anyway. just. I just I always think of that when I sit down and watch an episode of Star Trek. I think about the <laughs> they're pitching their ideas like I got a great episode I got in. That's skinny Pete guy doing a, a the pie eating that, contest. <laughs> the episode that we watched, uh, well, we watched like four episodes yesterday. Uh, well, one Jeez. of them we watched. Well, it 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 was the day before Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, everybody! Oh. And uh, we're on vacation, and uh, you know, we watched four episodes. Um, but well, and they're like only 45 minutes or so each, you know, they're not like that full hour. So you are they really? Just, yeah. So they kind of like, well, yeah, cause it, quickly. It, right. Cause it was, what was the, what network was this on? AMC. And they are commercials. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although the better call Saul, they run that over all the time. Like better call, like breaking bad is very like the first season's only seven episodes. And then like, they're all like. I think they're 13 episodes until the final season that it expands to 16. And whereas better call Saul, it's like, you know, much more rigid in its layout. Like every episode, every season's 10 episodes and they, you know, they all expand over an hour, hmm. I think. Anyways, uh, there was one episode where they uh, skinny Pete and Badger needed to get these road uh, roadie cases yes. uh, to uh, move uh, equipment, uh, crystal meth equipment for for the guy. So they go into a music store, and it opens with Skinny Pete just playing on the piano like crazy. Like he, he's a really skilled keyboardist. Like it's no joke, man. He's yeah. They just uh, sometimes they find a way to work that stuff in. Yeah, it's just like funny. Uh, like, like get... Dana Carvey in in Wayne's World. He has yes. a drum solo. <laughs> I like to play. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, they did. That's kind of what they did in this. And it's kind of just funny because, you know, you look at these actors and you just think, well, they're just a burnout because that's what you see. But they're, you know, they're actually acting. You know, they're not really right, old. right. So you got the actor's actual thing and it, it helps the character along, you know. What, yeah. What, what well, it also Pete like before he became a burnout, you know. Well, it also played into uh, their. Uh, cover that they were buying the stuff for music equipment right not yeah oh mm-hmm. like he, he would hopefully one of them would actually have some sort of talent or whatever because badger had absolutely zero talent on the guitar uh, badger it's hard to see past his character yeah <laughs> he's very that's what i'm trying to say being badger they're so well done in the show that it's sometimes hard to see past their characters and mm-hmm. But I, I I will say it's a little difficult watching Saul in Breaking Bad because his character has developed so much in Better Call Saul that mm-hmm. to go back to, and I, I'm sure that they're going to do this before the show Better Call Saul wraps up, you know, and regress the character. But he's so advanced in the show, you know, he's kind of so it's kind of weird to see him, you know, regress back to. Uh, you know, just kind of the sleazeball character that that he is, because in the show, well, he's kind you of know, he, you know, there's got to be some intention behind, yeah, 
how he portrays that persona and i'm sure they'll i'm, I'm sure it'll happen that. too because yeah. everything else is so well done i saw that people were complaining on for instance on obi-wan that darth vader and obi-wan kenobi fight whereas in the movie you know the first film they allude to this is the first time that they actually have seen each other since you know since darth vader had left him you know i when i left you i was but the learner now i am the master kind of thing and here they are fighting each other and it's kind of like throws that continuity out, uh, out the window mm-hmm. uh, but the first time that saul meets um uh walt and and jesse he's like talking about lilo and the whole bit like everything that's happening in better call saul and it's like every line of dialogue that he says and it's all stuff that's in passing you know it's not like well like to be line. fair to be fair that's the kind of stuff we complain about with some of these other uh, franchises like you know oh uh han solo shot first and all that stuff and then in the han solo movie it's like okay you gotta do the kessel run because he said kessel run uh, <laughs> you gotta do this because he said this and you know they take all that it's just it was done better it's I'll, just they, they handled no, it better i'll tell you the difference is it's not like it's not like as if okay this line has become iconic you know so now we got to let's make a, a, a something about this line because it's something that everybody knows this is what i'm saying it's a line of dialogue that saul says that's it's completely throwaway you don't well, even the same they even the, have that's to, the same as the kessel run it's just because no, 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 I'm as a to, film there's let me finish only my point. so much time. And, you no, know, no, no, no. So there's only so many lines. Let me finish my point. The difference is, is that it's a throwaway line that you wouldn't even have to do. They wouldn't even have to make that effort to back up what he says in this new show. It's just th- done, you know, for people who are really paying attention. You know, like if you're really paying attention. Like I couldn't remember what Saul first said to Walt. In, in his first appearance, when I started watching Better Call Saul, I had no idea. But then when you watch it again, it's like, oh, everything he's saying is actually happening in the show. You know, I, I think that, to me, that's a, that's a big difference. Oh, it's probably done much better. And the fact that you can enjoy both uh, products. don't say anything i didn't watch the the final season yet don't say anything he's he's not he's not he's he's it's not finished yet but i don't know i don't know he's not he didn't say anything all he said is kim is probably the reason he goes bad that's a spoiler that's oh my goodness that's a spoiler okay here's how i'm going to disagree with kyle breaking (laughs) bad has a perfect finale i actually i did not like the finale for breaking i i'm I'm okay with the whole way the show ended and everything, but to be honest, that whole final season just doesn't Bad? sit right. Yeah, I once the the previous season mm. ended, it wrapped up so many things. All the things that were building, yes, kind of came to an end, and then it's like, okay, now the new adventure of Walter White begins, and it only goes a season. And it never felt, I didn't like any of the antagonists as much as the ones they had from the previous four seasons. I'll, I'll, I'm going to disagree because the idea was that Walt was working for Gus Fring. 
in season four. Now, is Walt going to take that step to actually become Gus right? I, I I get it, but eh. and I I, I gotta say I'm digging it. I'm I, digging, I, knew, I'm, I knew it was the arc they were going for, and that's that's kind of what it was going. Like he's becoming the kingpin, right? Yes. And I get it, but I I never liked those neo Nazi antagonists they they weren't likable villains that you wanted to to see more of gus fring was he, he was the whole reason to tune in at certain points all right so kyle's pushing back he says very few shows wrapped up everything as well as as well okay um I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna say it didn't wrap up things well. It did wrap up things well. It's the way it wrapped up that doesn't sit well with me. And I don't want to get too spoilery into Breaking Bad because I believe it's a show that everybody should watch, and I just don't want to spoil spoil it. I don't believe that Walt deserved what he got at the end. I don't believe. Well, Especially, you you do like his character. You do sympathize with his character. I don't. This time but around, I am he, not sympathizing with Walt. Does a lot of bad things. I don't. <laughs> I am not sympathizing with him at all. He's gone way too far. I sympathize with Jesse, and I, I got to tell you, I know you said you didn't, in the past you're on the record saying you didn't like Skylar. I'm really enjoying her character this time around because well, when when you're on Walter's side. Then you don't like Skyler. But if you're not sympathizing not, with him, then I'm I can not. totally and understand she, because Skyler is the one who's doing the right thing. Try she tries to. She's, she's trying, trying to. And then, like, I mean, she's gone from being betrayed by Walter because she was pregnant and he's off doing this crazy stuff. So mm. she goes from being betrayed to being okay, let's try to make this work with the car wash and everything to he's becoming more and more the more deep he gets she gets she's afraid she's afraid for herself and her family it's so great it's it's so well done it's like a sauce here skylar sucks no she doesn't yeah well it i understand the perspective yep. because you are following walter and jesse and their shenanigans and they end up doing a lot of terrible things but at the same time the series is developed in a way that makes you like them and, and you want to see them succeed even when they're doing something bad. But voice of reason, snap back to reality. Yeah, Skylar's got the right idea. I, I don't know. Sauce is saying that she's a garbage. She, she fucked Ted. <laughs> <laughs> she's a garbage. Okay, so first of all, she thought that, that, that Walt... Was, I was wondering, you know, that was a nice little touch because the, the title of that episode, I think, is IFT. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were right, like, yeah. what, is, "What is IFT? What is their IFT? titles?" And then you get to the last lines. Their titles are all usually on point. Like the one Gus Springs final episode. The title of the episode is "Face Off." I'll just leave it at at that. Um, okay, I don't think Skylar is a garbage person though, because okay, at first she thought that Walt was cheating on her, and she did do some very immature things, like mm -hmm. for instance, having an affair with Ted because she was trying to get back at Walter because she wasn't in on what was happening. But once she got past that, once you got past that, she, you know, her character was very much, uh, I, I, I 
agreed with the stuff that she tried to do and she tried she tried everything she was trying everything and i really sympathize sympathize uh with her the whole stuff with with ted was was a mistake i think she would admit that too uh, here comes the Star Wars defense with uh, Dean. For the record, Kenobi clears up the continuity gaps between. Ep- let me <clears throat> let me read this right. For the record, Kenobi clears up the continuity gaps between Episode Three and Episode Four. The people who are complaining didn't watch the show. And I'm still your friend, Dean. <laughs> Do not let Kevin ruin the experience. I still watch the show. For the record. Um, no, it's fine. Look, I didn't watch the show. I I don't know what's going on. I'm just saying I I don't think it makes sense for Kenobi and Vader to be fighting at all. They should be that should be the first time they meet, but whatever. Episode 3 was garbage too. I couldn't I watched a, a Russian dub of that movie once. That was it. I could not uh, couldn't stomach a Russian movie. dub. When I when Episode 3 came out I said, the first time it goes, I'm not spending any money on this stupid movie. I went to the theater three times to see that dumb fan and menace. I went mm-hmm. to see it to the theater twice to see that dumb Clone Wars. Was it clone? Was that the second one? Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Twice. I, third one comes out, I'm not spending a dime. So the first time it showed up on, uh, on uh, Pirate, Pirate Bay, RS, yeah. I downloaded it. I burnt it to a disc. It was a guy with a camcorder in Russia with the with the thing pointed at the screen and there was Russian subtitles. And that's how I watch it. And that's the only time I watched episode three and I will never watch it again. It was there you go. He's got forgot actually. There you go. Actually. For the record. I like for the record better. That's a very dean thing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It's all good. I you know. Enjoy your Star Wars. Everyone loves the Star Wars. Go for it. There you go. Everyone hates Skylar. What's going on here? Come on. She was good. Well, there was I, that part of you that wants to see her say, you know what? I'm in. Let's do this and, and become like a whole crime she, family. She did, though. She did yeah, but try she did it. Go, she did not in the way. Yeah, she tried it. Well, she okay. Finally. Jump like, into it. She look, didn't have she, the ego that Walter had. Well, first of all, Walter wasn't telling her everything, right? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know exactly. She at at first she thought Walter was the cook in this uh, organization, and she had, and you know he had coworkers and bosses and all that because that's what he that's what he told her, right? Was that like he's just a low level guy? He's not in it as much as he is. So she's like, okay, and then she thinks that he is getting out of it. So that's where she started the whole car wash thing and everything. She tried everything she could do. And then he's, you know, in season four, he starts with this, I am the danger bullshit and everything. He's like, what the, what, what more do you want from the woman? I'm telling you, she was, she was very well written. That character. I, I really like the way that they write female characters in, in these shows. And Skylar, you get my, my nod of approval. I had to go back to that. What is this Seinfeld cut of Revenge of the Sith? I had no clue. Seinfeld it, cut a Revenge of the Sith. It sounds no. fun. I, I must. I must watch YouTube? it. Is that a YouTube? But I've heard that uh, Hayden Christensen. So they put actually put him right in the Darth Vader outfit for that show. But he's he did uh, a movie too. Like they, they stuck. Yeah, I guess suit. so. But he's too short. Like he's not David Prowse tall. So there's a lot of like low camera angles and. 
I, I never really thought about that until like I know it's become something that uh, again those clickbait articles. But I guess that's at the end of Revenge of the Sith when he's becoming Darth Vader. They're putting new legs on him. Yeah, and I guess people are saying like the legs were really long to make him taller. Right. Yeah. Remember? Oh, when Jerry oh, Phillips. When Jerry Phillips. Oh, I Sauce, was... his Sauce's humor is very like uh, dry. You gotta like decipher it. I, I was hoping there's gonna be like a, a Revenge of the Sith, but with all the Seinfeld transitions and and laugh track, <laughs> <laughs> cut down to, to twenty minutes. That that would be good. Oh, look at this! Everyone loving loving the Kenobi show. You guys go for it. I all definitely. Right. Liked it, yeah. It's over, huh? Yep. Yep. Well, I guess uh, I don't know. Is uh, what? What's his face? Ewan McGregor. He still has a, a somewhat movie career, or is he? Uh, yeah, he doesn't want to do TV exclusively. Well, that that was the big get that they got uh, him to uh, star in this because he he's probably like half the budget for that show mm-hmm. alone. Because I don't think Hayden Christensen's doing anything, right? I don't think I, he is. I know he hasn't done anything since Jumper, which was like his big Ooh. failure after the Star Wars movies. Yeah. But Ewan McGregor, I'm pretty sure he's still he's still legit. As far as I know. What do I know? He was in, uh, my kids just watched that Jack and the Giant, Jack the Giant Slayer movie from uh, about 10 years ago. He was in that. Dean says he just finished Long Way Up, which is a terrific documentary. Sarah says supper's ready in 10 minutes. Better get going. It's uh, Canada Day supper, too. Oh, what are you doing? What's special about Canada Day supper? We're having uh, Mexican. All right. That's right. (laughs) Nothing says Canada like like some tacos. Uh, All right. Don't forget to help us dust off uh, the Retro Fandango Discord and go over there and check it out. If you need a link, hit me up. I'm on Twitter or hit retro fandango on Twitter at retro underscore fandango, or you can hit me up at Canadian grooves on Twitter, or you can hit Richard up at the Ramblox and he'll tell you to ask me how to get a discord shortcut to you. I know how to do the discord thing. Do you? Yeah. You can can share, Uh, you can share the uh, link to discord. Do it right now. (laughs) Do it right now in the chat. Let's see. I, I thought you meant, can I access it? Like, I know how to go there. <laughs> well, I think I know, just... I know how to stare at the posts that was posted like three months ago. <laughs> I think someone just said something in the chat. Oh, yeah. Dean just posted <laughs> an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Nguyen McGregor in the chat this in Discord. Core. Good job, Dean. All right. All right. That's it. I think we're done. Wait, I'm still trying to Discord. Hang on. You don't have to. I like... see it. I see Obi Wan. I there see it. Go. Look at that. Uh, oh. I'm in. I'm in Ky- on the topic. Kyle's calling you out. He's saying you are MIA from Discord. He's saying I've been it's watching your fault. Star Trek. What's going on in the Star Trek Discord? Uh, they're just talking about that stupid new shows. You know. Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently, I forgot. Uh, Kyle mentioned that Gary Seven. There is a Gary Seven like character that shows up in the the new Picard. Really? Yeah. 
Gary eight. Yeah. They because they talked about that on uh, Red Letter Media how they they brought back that that guy. But it's funny that that was the episode that was the like an episode like that is what they brought back into Picard because it was actually meant to spin off a new show. So like that spinoff of a new show. Well, like you can't offend anybody, right? Like if they keep touching all like the, the true Star Trek stuff and everybody says, uh, that's not good. Why'd you do that? Hey, you're ruining it. All right, let's try Gary seven. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> hey, you can't touch that. <laughs> that was a great idea. With the cat. The cat. And he had the, you know, his little office, you know, the yeah. thing would open yeah. up. And uh, whenever he would like transport, he'd just appear in a doorway. Out of like mist. Yeah, I think that would that probably would have made a pretty good show. I yeah, think for the he, for the sixties. Yeah, the lead was a little stiff, but I guess yeah. that was the time, right? You know. Yeah. The well, he had to. Guy. You had to be stoic back then, right? Well, yeah, and mm-hmm. they had the balance. It was goofy secretary right. who yeah. wasn't part of the whole thing, but he just told her everything. Yeah. <laughs> sure, help me out. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Uh, thanks, everyone, in the chat. Dean, Kyle, uh, Ryan, a.k.a. It's Rocket Sauce. We had the, the llama. The llama was in there. And Sarah, tell me that supper was ready. That was it. That was and the good. dinner call. Good times. All right. We're going to end the broadcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.